0: Welcome to the Serve the Team podcast with your host, Shelly Bischoff. The podcast will explore psychological safety and how it influences how teams work together. There is no doubt that leaders face significant workforce challenges. This podcast focuses on opportunities for leaders to empower high performance in their teams and enhance the employee experience of coming to work. Join the conversation with Shelly as she speaks freely about how you can best serve your team today. Hello and welcome to Serve the Team. I want to speak with you today about humble inquiry and its place and value in the creation of psychological safety in teams. We live in a culture of telling and accomplishing tasks. Everything is about task performance. Asking is often seen as a weakness and how we build relationships and recognize the interdependence we all need in order to do the work required to achieve operational outcomes is different now. We need to show interest, or at least we have an opportunity to show interest in listening and empowering other people. Humble inquiry is about looking at your role as a leader or a member of the team in a way that is dependent on others. At the end of the day, we can say passing the baton requires everyone to recognize humility and the value each offers to the process. We can think of humility being a basic human condition where we are humble and accept the humility we have with others. As a basic human condition, we can also look at humility from the sense of acknowledging someone else's accomplishments. But the real humility that matters in the workplace and in the creation of psychological safety is what Edgar Sheen, author of Humble Inquiry, calls here and now humility. And this is really a choice each of us has to make. If you're thinking about a leader, then the leader has the responsibility to understand here and now humility can make and does make all the difference. Here and now humility would require a leader, to acknowledge they need others and that they need individuals at a lower level in the organization, structure, or team to be able to accomplish what needs to be done. And this isn't easy. We see a workplace, the future iteration of the workplace, as really not understanding the level or degree of interdependence we really need to accomplish work. We want people to speak up and participate. However, this means leaders need to periodically defer to a lower level individual in order to have the highest level of collaboration occur. We are a culture of knowledge, of status, of being able to say, I don't want this leader to fail. So I'm not going to say anything or bring up the obvious to me. It's difficult, but let's talk a little bit about what it can provide. I'll give you a scenario. We live in a culture of telling. So let's imagine my husband comes to me where I'm working in my office and indicates that he needs to speak with me. It's at this very point that I can recognize there might be a need to have more information rather than telling him to get lost or that it's impossible for me to meet with him. I have a couple of options at this point. I can either say, no, I'm sorry, I can't speak with you right now. And what are the risks in that? The risk is that I really don't know what that need was on behalf of my husband who wanted to speak with me. I will start to feel guilty. I will lose an opportunity to be able to understand what was going on and whether by mutual agreement speaking with him at this point is a priority of whatever i'm doing telling him no basically puts him down shuts him down and unfortunately the missed opportunity was to have a greater understanding by asking questions another option i may have is to stop what i'm doing be resentful tense and uncomfortable in the conversation we have. And my husband feels guilty for interrupting me when I am busy. And I feel distracted and resentful about being interrupted when I'm doing something important. But there's another option. And that option is rather than to think about my husband, or myself as individuals to think about the option of us. And that means to ask a couple of questions. And in order to do that, I need to stop what I'm doing and give him my full attention. This shows respect to him about his need to speak with me. And it offers us the opportunity to determine together whether stopping right now and having a conversation is the most important action that should be taken. But what happens is that we don't, take that time to reflect, even for a few seconds, and we tell someone without asking more. There's a science and an art to asking questions. It's about being curious, about wanting to know more about the other individual, about the opportunity to build positive relationships. It's about me saying to you, I feel I have something to learn from you. And right now, I'm going to stop and be temporarily dependent on you. So please, tell me what it is that's going on. Or tell me more so I can understand. Let's think of another example in the workplace where a leader receives notice from his or her director that the information management system is not being utilized correctly. What seems to be happening is that members of the team are not inputting what's required in order to maintain statistics and provide an opportunity for reliable reporting. So as a leader, you have options right now. The leader has an opportunity right now to think about how this problem could be solved together with the team. And rather than asking open-ended questions, we often sit down with individuals and tell them what is wrong, what they haven't done correct. And the need for them to do it differently this leader could go over those statistics that need to be populated in the system and tell that employee in the private meeting that this needs to change and it needs to change now the problem with this approach is that there's an opportunity unfortunately to really only activate defensiveness And this means the opportunity to find out what's really going wrong and what's impacting the employee when they're trying to input this information is lost. The leader could also locate and selectively identify all the statistics that have not been populated into the system and go directly to only those employees where the problem arises. Again, The probable response is defensiveness, and the relationship and the trust required to maintain a positive working and building relationship is not available. But there's a third option, and that option is humble inquiry. So rather than that leader focusing on the statistics that didn't get input, or which employees didn't do their job in terms of populating that system, that leader may choose to provide a list to each employee identifying where they did not input statistics as required, and to send out a memo to the entire team indicating that the director has asked for a review of the missing statistics and ask the team, as their leader, what it is that's going on, how we can overcome this problem and this In the highest level of psychological safety, requires you as the leader to be dependent on them for the information that they have available to help you understand what was really going on. This demonstrates trust from the leader to the employees. It not only requires the leader to be thoughtful about what they have to provide, but it demonstrates that there is an attitude reflected in the behavior of the leader for people to feel enough trust to be open. And in this way, in this scenario, where the system is not getting the information it needs, the leader shows through humble inquiry the need for their help. In essence, the leader doesn't need to tell them what to do. The leader only needs to accept the dependency of the here and now, humble inquiry that is offered to the employee's in order for them to assist the leader. What about situations where we, in a leadership role, make decisions on behalf of another employee because we feel it is best for the employee? So let's think about a scenario where that may happen. A leader is determining whether someone is capable of taking on a larger leadership role, however knows that the employee or candidate is currently dealing with lots of family Stuff. And maybe it wouldn't be in the employee's best interests to even offer him or her the opportunity of promotion. What happens when we make decisions on behalf of someone else? It reflects a level of disrespect. We really haven't been able to sit down with this employee and through humble inquiry find out more about how he may be feeling. About taking on a larger leadership role. We really, at the heart of it all, want to be able to provide a process where we don't control the content of a conversation so much as we offer a process of having an understanding of how, of how another individual feels. We often jump into answering individuals with information the other person didn't even want or need to know. We assume sometimes the questions that people are asking. However, the discovery used in the practice of humble inquiry gives a level of motivation to show curiosity and the act of clarifying what is happening through an open conversation about the problem and how you can mutually with that individual solve it. Let's think about accessing our vulnerability. I know I've spoken about this on previous podcast episodes. We really need to lean in as leaders to the ability to know we don't know everything. And rather than telling individuals what we think they need to know or what they should do or give them direction, it's really about being more personal with individuals and creating a comfortable setting where the questions become more important to establishing the relationship, not the actual topic of the conversation. The behavior that shows curiosity, genuine interest, and respect enhances the quality of the conversation, and that's where the highest level of open communication and collaboration can actually occur. Think about when you've been working under the leadership of an individual, and how you felt about the level of trust you had in working with that individual, including speaking up, being curious, asking questions, or disagreeing. Now, I want you to also think about a leader that you've worked with who you do not feel was orientated to supporting you, building a level of trust, and helping you ask questions, be curious, and offer new ideas. Think about the questions that cause you to speak up. Feel trust is present. And alternatively, think about the questions that shut you down, that give you a sense that it's not okay to speak up. Humble inquiry is about maximizing the curiosity. And when we do that, we minimize the opportunity for perceptions and biases to actually impact what we think is happening. Another way to say it is, think about accessing your level of ignorance or complete lack of knowledge about what's going on. If you think about it from the perspective of having no idea what's happening, you are truly available now to start to ask the questions that can best discover what's on the other person's mind. The more curious we are, rather than letting our own preconceptions and expectations in to our conversations and work together, the more we can stay in the right questioning mode. Remember that we are asking questions rather than telling someone what to do, how to feel, what to think, and what information you think they want. Sometimes you may need to be very quiet and be reflectful. And being in a moment of reflection allows you to have a broader understanding of where you can use humble inquiry through the asking of questions. There's a recognition of the degree to which we are all interdependent with each other on teams. It's truly about sharing goals, sharing an understanding of each other's work, and that's based on shared respect. So If you're a leader, there's an opportunity for you to assess right now what is the level of interdependence that is going on between you and your team and within your team and from your team to yourself. What about the willingness to communicate openly across all boundaries of hierarchy and rank? Is this possible? Absolutely, it's possible. And actually, in the current climate of our workplaces, it's required in order for us to really build and achieve what can really occur. And that's what we're missing is the opportunity to actually collaborate at the highest level. It's about building trust. And those trusting relationships will equate to more open communication, slowing down, And having those conversations with others. Think about your team today. Think about asking them this question. Think about asking them this question. If I'm about to make a mistake, will you tell me? Would you not tell me? How they respond or not respond will give you a very good sense of whether there is a state of psychological safety in the room in order for everyone to be able to communicate openly. And what happens if that clearly indicates that there is a lack of psychological safety, which equates to trust? Then the leader needs to understand, okay, if that's not the case, what is it that I can offer in terms of help to understand how you can have a greater level of trust and comfort questioning me or stopping me before I make a mistake? It's about finding common ground rather than telling people what it is you think has to occur or telling them what you think they want to hear. Think about the behaviors that allow trust to occur. Are you exhibiting those behaviors? Are you demonstrating those behaviors? And do you see those behaviors manifest in your team members? Think about the learning zone. If you're thinking about how to understand what would happen in a real situation when it comes to speaking up when absolutely necessary in order to prevent something from occurring or to ensure that it is done in a way that's more advantageous for the outcome, then think about a real situation. And how you can build consensus as a team now to know exactly what would happen if you were a leader and you needed them, your team members, to trust you enough to openly communicate, take a risk, and let you know what was happening before it happened. This means you have to access your vulnerability and your ignorance of knowing the right answer. And being the one in charge, it requires you to provide that scenario to your team of what would you do in a real scenario, and let them be the voice that helps you understand why the interdependence you need to have with them is so important. We should never defer to telling people what to do for many reasons. However, in the workplace, we know that telling people what to do misses the opportunity of creating the psychological safety, the trust, the curiosity, the interdependence required to work at the highest capacity available to the team. In summary we need to move away from telling from feeling that speaking up is not appropriate in hierarchy and rank orientated relationships we can consider the art and the attitude of humble inquiry which means we want to know others better we want to have a deeper connection and relationship with them we want to build trust and the degree of interdependence between everyone who needs to work together. Humble inquiry is not an exact practice and will be based on a leader's experience, comfort, and perception of how open they can be with their team. Accessing vulnerability and ignorance invites the team to, to give you the gift of your dependence on them. I hope you have found this information of value. And as always, I close by asking this question. How are you serving your team today? We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Shelly invites you to send your feedback, thoughts, and ideas to shelly at servetheteam.ca. Follow Serve the Team on social media or check out servetheteam.ca where additional articles and information is available. Specific references made in the podcast can be located in the episode show notes.